0: Ross, how you doing, man?
1: We're back, let's go. We're back,
0: <laughs> we're back. This is our, we're back uh, 20 minutes later. We and you had to have a, a off the air conversation really quick um, and uh, anyway, really, really quick. We, we had a uh, very uh, horrible situation that happened with Hamas and Israel. Um, I want to say that I have a lot of Jewish friends um, that helped with my campaign that I've got to know over the, over the past couple of years. I don't want to be, I don't want to cheapen the sincerity of my words with everybody else that is just, you know, throwing uh, thoughts and prayers everywhere and let me to really reflect. And I've been following all my friends' uh, posts on social media, my Jewish friends' posts on social media, uh, understanding their thoughts, uh, understanding where they're coming from, understanding, seeing how they're um, speaking about this. And so when I do reach out to them, I wanted it to come from a place of uh, compassion, sincerity, um, and a way that uh, was reflective of how they're feeling in the situation since this is so personal to them. And so, um, anyway, I, I really don't want to talk much about the Israel-Palestine uh, uh, situation because um, it, it's, it's very complicated. It is, uh, it is very emotion-filled, um, but I do want to say that I, I have a lot of Jewish friends I really feel bad about what they're going through because this is almost like an epidemic that is always plaguing the Jewish people and I want to say stand with Israel with that do you have any statements before we move on to local news
1: well I I would say that's uh you know beautifully said about not cheapening your words to our friends and I maybe don't have as many Jewish friends as you but I I I did have a Jewish roommate was my last guy I live with four years before I moved in with my wife and, um, you know, tragedies like such um, around the world, in the Middle East, uh, in Ukraine, Russia. You know, it's tough. I'm not a, I'm not a foreign policy expert. So my, my background is uh, what I go to Ohio State for, communications and psychology, went to law school. They don't teach you nothing about foreign policy in law school. Um, so my thing is, I, I, you know, just, we just got to keep learning. And we have to keep calling for peace and we have to keep condemning violent acts. And uh, I also would want to say that I don't think that the two governments in charge uh, necessarily reflect the opinions of the the people. And I'm sure that there's been a lot of, um, you know, integration as well and a lot of unconditional love there uh, amongst the regular civilians that don't have power, you know. And so I think... um, we need to bridge these gaps and we need to uh, extend life, extend life and, and love.
0: I will comment, uh, one thing on the situation is my dad was in Israel when this, uh, on, when this went down. Uh, we went over there. So a lot of people don't know, I grew up doing, we grew up, our religion, we're not Jewish, but we uh, grew up doing Jewish holidays or, or holy days. And so on uh, Shabbat, he was there uh, for Yom Kippur. He went over there and, and he was, uh, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, he's fine. He's fine. Right, right. I mean, he was flying in and out of uh, Tel Aviv, and he uh, went to uh, Jordan. I think he flew out of Jordan. Uh, had to change his flight because the uh, planes were being re- rerouted, and the airport was locked down. But yeah, when when all this went down, I think he was, he he texted us in a group chat and said that he was in the basement of the hotel, you know, taking a shelter, um, sheltering in place over there. So. Oh my um, God. So him, him, and my stepmom were over there uh, for, Yom Kippur. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know. So I'll, I'll debrief with him in a couple of days. He just got back, I think, yesterday.
1: Oh my so, god! I couldn't imagine. Wow.
0: So let's move to some local politics, sir. <clears throat> Actually, local or or national. Whatever you like. Let's do let's do local really quick. Issue one, two, and thirty eight is on your list, sir. What, yeah, what's so your thoughts?
1: You had mentioned like we didn't do the podcast last week because you were doing signs or something for issue one.
0: Right. And so right.
1: I'm starting to see the issue one signs pop. I was a little confused why I hadn't seen any and I get it, you know, you only have thirty days to vote. You maybe want to be fresh in a voter's mind, uh, you want to not waste your resources. This is how campaigns work. Why would you Why would you do your main push nine months out from election, not, you know, right before the early voting starts? Um, But I was just a little shocked at the, uh, it it didn't, I didn't see a movement. I didn't see a swell for, for really either, either no or yes. And so now I'm seeing about the same amount of signs. Uh, I'm seeing nos, I'm seeing yeses. and I think the campaign's in full gear. And I think some of our Cleveland local people who had been focused on issue 38, which I'm sure we'll talk about in, in these coming weeks, maybe today, uh, they've uh, shifted to throwing their support and the um, the power of the pulpit and using their oxygen and their mega, megaphones to more talk about um, yes on one. And so that's kind of made me uh, glad to say, by the way, I'm, pregnant. My, my wife's about, about to, uh, pop November 9th, our due date, but, uh, personally, I'm, uh, gener- I'm a yes on, on one guy. So, um, yeah, I, I'm just. I, well, maybe we should do some twenty dollars bets on it. What we think the the outcomes are going to be, or maybe more than twenty dollars. <laughs> I don't know, but I, I, I think we're pretty much in line with what we think is going to
0: happen. I think but. I still owe you twenty bucks. You we still haven't figured out how that went down.
1: No, you got dinner when we went to see Oppenheimer.
0: Right, but you got the tickets <laughs> for Oppenheimer that we didn't never actually saw.
1: I. I, I hopefully, we still have the tickets. But well, I'm not I, sure. I, about I don't
0: that. think we have. I don't think <laughs> I've ever had the tickets. I think they just screwed us on that movie. Um,
1: Either way, onto the current. Onto the current. <clears throat> but what happened?
0: so we know there weren't any uh vote yes signs on issue 1 um so this whole past week uh, the Cuyahoga county democratic party got in around i don't know 20,000 or so and so i went down there and helped move them around i mean if anybody doesn't know like 20,000 signs is a lot of signs, uh, but it, the signs isn't the, the big bulk of it, it's the stands, those metal stands that you have to put the signs on and put okay. them into the ground. And those, those things, I mean, 100 of those probably weigh about 80 pounds. So if you have a, a box of 100 that weighs around, let's just call it 60 to 80 pounds, and um, you have 20,000 signs, which is, I don't know how many boxes that is, was that 40 boxes?
1: I don't cry. I don't even. Uh, Four hundred bucks. I yeah. have no
0: clue. I'm not gonna do the math because I'm I'm too stupid right now. But <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but uh, but long story short is is it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And so we went down there. We put them together. We got the uh, signs out. Uh, so that means all those signs went out through uh, the northern Ohio because we we're just sharing with uh, other communities. I think Summit came out and picked up picked up some. Uh, Lucas County went to pick up some as well. And Geauga. I see Geauga got a direct. Shipment, um, and, and so we got those out. Um, we did a couple drive-throughs. I know that Lakewood did a drive-through. I wasn't part of that, but I was part of the Bay Village uh, drive-through. We got through, <clears throat> we got through 170 that day. Um, throughout the week, we, we throughout the week we got through um, 300, almost 300 before then. So, almost four to five hundred signs went out in Bay Village alone within one week, and so that's why you see them popping up all over the place and. At this at this point, that's probably all you're going to see. There's, there's going to be a uh, you know a couple of deliveries of maybe a hundred or I'm sorry a thousand here and there um, to other communities, and um, there are some saved for election day, so you to see, see them popping up Put at, 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 the, polling at the polling locations. But uh, that's about it. You know now is the final stretch, and it's just about you know communication. And the signs are out; people are, are very happy to display them, and um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I got I think that this is going to pass by. I think it's going to be 54.
1: Okay. I I, I'm going to say, I'll say 58. I'll go a little higher than you.
0: 58? 58 sounds, sounds like, you know what else? I was actually thinking of 58. I don't think it's going to be that high, though. I think it's going to be 54. Interesting. I what, mean, it, it's going to pass, obviously, but.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think based on Kansas and some other, I'm using air quotes, red states, um, it still passes, um, you know, 56 56 ish percent in the in some of these other red states. So um, I, I hope that I think I don't think state borderlines, uh, uh, you know, change us as a as a, as a human species.
0: You know, I so the reason why I'm going to give a little more con- conservative uh, answer is because of the ballot language. And so I know that Frank LaRose. Uh, change the ballot language to not really truly reflect the amendment language. So we have two different, like, languages. And now because of the change in the language— They,
1: they, they sued over this at some they point. They sued
0: over that, and they should change some of it back. But uh, I, as far as I know is that there's still a diff- differentiation between the actual amendment language and the uh, ballot language. And so you can go to readtheamendment.com and actually read the actual amendment. And if that's the—and then you could compare— with the ballot language that's out there. And so down, now that the ballot language is out there, that's where all of the uh, vote no groups are using that as, you know, like a propaganda or a disinformation campaigns to say, hey, this is what this is on the ballot. But that's not the amendment. That's not what you're actually voting on. And that was just, honestly, it's pretty kind of shady that if you're not really deep in the woods with this, you don't know that this is happening. Um, right, right. So that that's that's very, that's why I'm being a little more conservative with that answer. Okay, yeah, no,
1: th- that's a good point. I, I remember there was something about uh, how they would describe it as a human life or something on the and, and as a lawsuit and all this. And so uh, I, I think the spirit of the um, constitutional amendment is what you would expect it to be, the spirit of it. And that's kind of just like an issue 38, they kind of contort uh, you know, or Joe Manchin saying, well, I'm not going to, I can't vote for this abortion uh, uh, law because it's just a so poorly worded law. And, and that's just something you hear. Um, you know, you're also hearing the no on one side with some of their ads. And for those who don't know, grassroots life is, Something to behold. It's something to take a part of, and getting these yard signs out, and going to ward club meetings, and and knocking doors. There's there's really nothing like it. Um, agreed. I get agreed. a lot of people will mock it and say why you know, why do you waste your time doing that. Blah 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 blah. It's but, definitely not a waste of time. This is part of the process. Yeah, exactly. It, it's part of the process, and it's so educational, and it's so kind of um, meaningful, and I think it's something to cherish, um, if you know, if your life will allow you the time, if you have the, the time to do these things. Um, But you're seeing some of the no on one language now be, you know, this Orwellian contorting of, uh, they'll even say, keep government out of your personal decisions, vote no on one. And so so it's just the game of messaging and, you know, the George Orwell kind of um, war is peace, right? Uh, All this stuff is, uh, I can laugh, but I, you know, it, it scares me, I don't, I don't like it, I wish it wasn't that way, but if you wanted to keep the government out of your business, you would, you know, be permitted to do what you need to do in this situation, you know, it, and 80% or more of women who, who have abortion uh, have abortions already have kids. And so, um, you know, I'm not here to tell anybody how to vote. I would like to say why I'm voting for something, but I still appreciate um, a, a no voter or a voter for the candidate opposite my candidate, something like this. Uh, but I do think that Orwellian messaging um, is shameful and it's not honest with people. And so I think you could be right about the conservative drop from some of these other states because the campaign, may, the, the ballot language, campaign being more kind of targeted well to manipulate people a certain type of way you know and that's just the game i mean that's the game so it'll be interesting
0: yeah yeah um so you have that and also i know that the catholic uh diocese is uh has a campaign going to send people letters i got actually a letter from my uncle from his catholic church me and my brother did both uh saying that you know uh, vote no on issue one and this is you know why it is and has it was it was it was pretty um, substantial, too. It was probably about six pages oh, of, shit. of looking at And this is why I said what I said about the ballot language. It's basically looking at the ballot language and saying, this is why, and then they you know, link to different reasonings that they're going to give. <clears throat> but it, that came directly funded from his church and then the Catholic you know, diocese as, well, like as oh, yeah. a whole. And so th- there's- Should th- they be
1: tax exempt? <laughs>
0: You, you know, that, that brings a really good question, you know, when, you, when you're sending mailers like this to people, you know, to change policy or to influence policy, it makes, it, 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 the question is definitely there. You're right, right,
1: right. right. Yeah, interesting. Interesting what organizations will um, step out, will step out and, and, and become political.
0: We have Issue 2, Issue 38. I mean, uh, we've beat 38 up. We, we have to wait till the election to talk about 38 again, I yeah, think.
1: Yeah, and I think we'll be betting on that. I'm not so sure about the, the winning one on that one. Issue 2, um, I think, will pass substantially. Uh, this is marijuana making you able to grow six, six plants, uh, taxable, and then 12, if you're a two-person family or a multiple person household, then you can grow 12 is my understanding. Uh, I need to go to, that. what is that website? Readtheamendment.com, you know, and then you can check your sample. Yeah, sam- yeah,
0: readtheamendment.com. Yeah,
1: and you can check your sample. Let me sample. double
0: check that, Read the amend- yeah, readtheamendment.com.
1: Readtheamendment.com, and you can check your sample ballot language which I checked uh, ours the other day because I'm, I might go vote today. But um, issue two essentially is, you know, legalizing your own growing of, of marijuana. And uh, I don't grow my own marijuana. I don't smoke marijuana, but, <laughs> and we've talked about this a little bit, uh, that what comes along with this, right? If you, if you start to make it more prevalent and, and, and yeah, more prevalent in society and, and shun the, the negative stigma that's been associated with it, which has thrown many people in jail and prison uh, over the decades. Um, but I'll be voting yes on that as well. Now- So wait, what do you think that's gonna
0: pass at? Now I, I'm actually <laughs> writing down our okay. our, our, our bets. So I for think, issue one, it's Matt fifty four forty six and Ross uh, fifty eight forty two. Yeah,
1: for this one, I'll say sixty two, thirty eight. Sixty two. Sixty. I haven't done any polling. I haven't wow. talked to many people about it. Um, what worries me about this is this is not a constitutional amendment.
0: Right. No. This, so, so exactly, and that's a really good point because once they pass this, the supermajority uh, legislature couldn't just over run it. And then it can be signed by the governor and say, oh, well, that's not a thing anymore. So I don't know why they didn't do that. I don't know why they just didn't go for an
1: amendment. I don't either. I don't. And we're not, you know, you've been doing a lot of issue one. I've done neither. I did. I've helped some of the issue 38 in Cleveland, much more hyper local. But um, I agree. I, I don't really want to backseat drive them because I think it's As as you knew with the signature attempt for issue one, wow, you really need to get a lot of signatures. And therefore, you need money and a movement and a, a monstrous team, you know, statewide. And so, I don't know if they had the resources, the manpower to get the amount of signatures that you got for issue one. I don't know. Now, should they have maybe held off? Are they willing to do it again? If the, like you say, the supermajority Republican just kind of does away with this, just kind of writes their own law uh, uh, or vetoes this, not vetoes, but kind of neuters this, writes their own re-law, you know, uh, will they go for a constitutional amendment? They should, Uh, should we do something federally? I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) it's
0: interesting. The interesting thing about issue two, the more I'm looking at the whole thing is one, is they're not going to a constitutional amendment, which again, with the amount of money that because this is a money bill in my opinion. Like there's, you know, reasons for it, but everybody points to the tax dollars. They're like, oh, the tax revenue we can get. This is why it's a good thing. And it's like, okay. So if you're talking that in the first year you're going to you're going to get something like 200 million in tax revenue, and then you're going to have all these dispensaries pop up and we're talking about million dollar businesses, you know. I'm surprised there wasn't an investment into, like you said, the ground game, you know, it, like making it an amendment. You need, you need 700,000 signatures so you can get 400,000 know, valid. valid. Yeah. Why aren't you putting in millions of dollars to do that? Because the upside of your R- the ROI, the return on your investment is so great if this is a thing. So I'm surprised that they didn't do that. The second thing is, everybody's asking me about issue two signs, you know. I've um, never seen one. It, it, but that's because they're selling them for 20 bucks a piece. And look, uh, the the Democratic Party has asked for donations for their signs. For when it comes to issue one, um, so the, the the Democratic Party bought all the signs. So if you're talking about twenty thousand signs, at at a scale, the cost is say two bucks a sign. You're, you're shoving out forty thousand dollars, right? I mean, you have to. You just can't shove out forty thousand dollars. You know, uh, from a from a, a political organization that raises money with either dues or contributions by people being part of the party and saying, hey, we like what you're doing. You know. That money goes quick. You know, it's not uh, endless. Oh, of course. It's not like there's a revenue stream because we have a, there's a product. It's it's donations from the kindness of people. Um, so you have to recoup-, recoup that money, and but you're recouping it at you know cost. Two bucks here, five bucks here, and so it's like it's not really you're not making money. It, it, like when you're talking about because that's an, I think another misconception that people has is like I can't believe the Democratic Party is charging for the science. And then if you get like one or two signs, uh, like the asked for donation was like five bucks, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But it, Let's say the cost is two bucks. Then you have all the volunteers putting them together, all the volunteers moving them, the, the 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 infrastructure just to get order, could you know coordinate with everybody. That there's a lot of moving parts to to this. So I've seen a lot of people go, I can't believe you're charging for it. But at the same time, it's like, do you really understand? Like the money isn't like an endless pit, as of well so. as no. uh, the 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 labor and the volunteer work to just to get this organization out is massive as well they're not getting paid but still it's still the infrastructure that's being taken care of the lights the water the the coffees that you have to buy or the, the donuts because you're doing a drive-through it's, 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 there's a lot
1: very well said um, sign world again sign world the economy the campaign finance world it's it's a, you could read a library about it it's actually amazing and not that many people know that much about it uh, I'll throw another angle in. You know how I just said, you know, you've well, seen- let, me, let me finish my thought. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. Go ahead, I'm go sorry. Ahead.
0: So I have been on a big rant about that, but I was going to say issue 2 signs, they are charging 20 bucks a piece. Um and I think that if if the if we wanted to buy them in bulk to distribute them, I think it would still cost like $12.50 a piece. So long story short is the uh, money to get 1000 signs we're talking about $12,000 just to get 1000 issue 2 signs if we want to get it to scale like you know, the issue one sentence, we're talking about, you know, we, we talk about $100,000, hundred do it. it's, it's, it. it's, it's not feasible. 10,000 ten signs is like $120,000, it's not feasible.
1: And that's kind of what I was saying on the front end about maybe they made the determination it wasn't feasible to get the 700,000 signatures to do the constitutional amendment. Now, what you said is kind of true. Hey, if this was Dan Gilbert about to get his own casino, you know, the ROI right, on it, right. the ROI on it is sick. Right. And so, but it's like these dispensaries or these little stores, they're not really maybe breaking the bank. They know it's a good moneymaker for them. They know it's what they want to do with their life. They want to sell marijuana. They want to grow marijuana, they want to sell marijuana, but they also might, this isn't going to turn them into Dan Gilbert. So it's a tough equation all around. It's a-
0: well, if you're talking about 10% tax on, on selling weed and you're talking about $200 million uh, uh, in, in tax revenue, we're talking about a multi-billion dollar uh, business. So somebody is gonna turn into Dan Gilbert. (laughs) Somebody will.
1: Well, right, I mean, I think that's what you've seen though, is you've seen um, amendments written for a select few instead of me and all my neighbors. If we all want to kind of grow our six or our 12 plants and we have the little taxes on it, you know, that's not oligarchs kind of funding this campaign that's just but it is regular people that want marijuana you know that is that did fund this campaign and get it at least to this point and you're right that maybe they have a sign maybe they're willing to fork out twenty dollars but not the general population when you have issue one you know and just wars and you know more other things happening and so the other angle that i want to add into this is you know I saw all these people in Cleveland or whatever doing no on 38, no on 38 for months. We went to a debate on it, and I'm like, why are you people who've campaigned on campaigned on um, ending kind of mass incarceration, uh, uh, people that got thrown in jail for marijuana, y'all campaigned on this for 30 years. You've campaigned on pro-choice for 35 years, and, you're, and all, your whole campaign's about issue 38. Well, I'm glad that a lot of those people have flipped to issue one. I haven't heard a damn thing. From most of what you would call our elected Democrat leaders about issue two, they're they're kind of like, what, I, I guess whatever happens happens. I'm not trying to take a side on it. I'm not trying to use my pulpit. I'm not trying to use my influence, you know, to to do it. <laughs> you know, to to so. Sherrod Brown, right? I don't know where these people stand, and they're not. They're certainly not passionate about it. And so that's another thing about the twenty thousand dollars you know first for a sign, for 2000 signs or whatever it was whatever the math was 20 dollars a sign is you don't have your leaders kind of saying this is what we need to change this is what we need to change we need to get all we need to get people out of out of prison that were put away from dealing marijuana 30 years ago you know there's not that fervor from the democratic leadership side so and i am not i'm not i'm not it i mean
0: it. that's a good point i mean it, it, it is really a good point Anyway, you had to have a prediction here of you said 61, 61%.
1: That's what I'm gonna say. I I hope I'm right. You said 62. I wrote you Okay. Sorry, sorry,
0: So No, no, you have to be, you want 61 or 62? Uh, It seems like you talked yourself down a point.
1: Let me meditate on this. We'll say 61.
0: 61. Okay. So I, I think that is going to, I think it's going to fail. Wow. I think it's going to fail.
1: Oh, my God. I didn't know this.
0: Yeah, because it's statewide, right? Right. And I, I don't think that the campaign was big enough to have uh, the, the... I'm not saying that I
1: wanted to fail. I can't believe this. I can't. I'm shocked, right? This is the most shocked. I, I, don't you... How many How many friends do you have are Republicans? A lot. Do, do, like, all of them smoke weed? A lot. How, how, how do you think this can fail?
0: I just don't... I, I, <laughs> maybe I may be wrong here okay fine, hot take this is a hot take I, I
1: don't mean to influence you I, let, I want you to have your own free will on the issue I just can't that's the most shocked I've ever been since the months we've been the few months we've been doing wow the podcast. If, if
0: this was the one that shocked you then <laughs> the most
1: shocked I, 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 I've been pretty I've, mild this I, whole time my family and friends my family and friends is mainly Republican that you know I've been largely uh, a dem vote for dem candidates dem issues most of my whole life but like well over 50% of my family and friends are, are Republicans. and Yeah, same. And like, same, they've all been for this forever. They've right. all been for this forever. I,
0: I have, I just have a feeling, I have a feeling that it's gonna fail. Wow. I just, I, and, and the only reason why I think it is gonna fail is because um, I don't think that the campaign was prolific enough.
1: I'll give you that. I actually again, I agree with you. Like I was just saying, I haven't heard any of our leaders come out and stump for this. So I agree. I don't I haven't seen a commercial. I haven't seen a sign. you explain the signs. Um, so I agree. the campaign isn't uh, uh, um, it's not even a campaign. It, 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 that's a misnomer to even call it that. They're not even running a campaign. But when worst comes to worse, the campaign is you and your friends lives. You know, that's the way I view it. That's the way I'm viewing it. But you're right about the campaign.
0: So, I'm I'm going to give it a 51 49 fail. fail. Okay. 51. Oh my gosh. No. 49. Uh wait, yes or yeah, no? Yes.
1: That would be no. You're saying 51 no, 50 uh, 49 yes.
0: Yes, yes. And you're saying 15 50, 61, 61, yes. yes. Yeah. 50, uh, 39, no. Right. Okay, so, yeah, we're going to have to see how this turns out. I know, I know, I know. This is, I shocked you. <laughs> I shocked you, <ya>, Ross. <laughs> Actually, I'm going go, to go a little bit lower, honestly. I think it's going to squeak by. I think it's going uh, to squeak, squeak by. 50.5% 50, 50. no. 49.5% 40, yes. So it's going to be close.
1: You think it's going to f- fail?
0: I still think it's going to fail. Okay,
1: but, but you think it's going to be a coin flip?
0: It's going to be a coin flip.
1: Interesting. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I, I just... Uh, like no,
0: I, I could be totally... I know, that, I know we could both be... Uh, we could be totally wrong. And honestly, you... Again, I haven't talked to anybody that is against it. I just don't right. think that anybody knows what it is. I just don't think that it's a real campaign yet to say, hey... No, nope, no
1: campaign whatsoever. And But that's kind of my... So when I talk to people and I say, hey, you know... We we really need term limits. You're like everybody agrees with it, like except if you're like a family member, or a friend, or a um, you've gotten your job. Uh, I don't want to call it nepotism because I, I, I really don't mean it that way. But like if you've been appointed or something like this, a lot of these people aren't, aren't for term limits. But if you talk to like Joe Blow in an apartment, when we do our door knocking, when I do, when we do our grassroots, when I'm getting my signatures in front of a liquor store or a, or a BMV. And you talk to Joe Blow, who's completely unconnected to the political system, and they largely don't, a lot of these people don't even vote. They're like, need fucking term limits. Need fucking term limits.
0: Right. You know, and so. We're going to talk about term limits in a little bit here. I love it.
1: I love. And so it's like, when I tell people about the term limits, thing, I will tell them, because they'll ask me about it. And I'll say, well, how are we going to raise, you know, are you going to need this much money for a mail? I tell them, you don't need any of that. You don't need any of that for Term limits. And I would, and I think the people behind this marijuana legislation are gambling on that. Yep. We don't need to spend a bunch of money. Republicans and Democrats smoke weed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, hey, man. Hey, you
0: know what? You're really convincing me that I, I'm wrong with this. I, I. I- Anyway, <laughs> a, a, anyway, so another reason why I think that it's issue two is an interesting one, like you said, you don't see a lot of people coming out in support of it for you know X, Y, or Z, but also the Ohio Democratic Party did not take a official stance on it either, and so like you're really not seeing a lot of push for it, so I, I'm, I'm... Completely
1: agree with you on that,
0: completely so, agree with you on that. While, while, while the Democratic Party is endorsing issue one, they did not endorse issue two, and so... I I understand from campaign. It's interesting. It's interesting. Me and
1: you live a lot in campaign world. I've campaigned for a lot of judges. If a judge doesn't run a campaign, nobody's going to know their name. They're not going to vote for it. Uh, I just stand on a different um, angle of this one. It's just, oh yeah, my whole family smokes weed. All my friends smoke. (laughs) I I
0: get it. I get it. I get it. Okay, issue thirty-eight. Pass fail.
1: Oh boy, gun to my head. Uh, no, my no, head. no.
0: Gun is your head, bro. I don't. We don't play that game. Well, I because I, <laughs> I want you know
1: I helped the. I got over two hundred signatures for this myself. Right. Like you talk about, right? When you've lived that grassroots life, you invest yourself. You take time away from spending with your wife or with you. You know, like you, last week, we didn't do the podcast because you put, you invested your time, your life in the issue one campaign. So when you invest, sure. when you invest your 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 life in. In one side of an issue, you want it to pass. That being said, I'm a gambling man. I used to be a professional gambler. Mm-hmm. I would bet we do. We're gambling. You know, some people call
0: that a problem, Ross. Right? <laughs> well,
1: I would call. So I would. I'm just playing. Yes, I'm, yes, playing. Yes, no, fair I'm just Let's we'll, we'll skip past that. Um, as a gambling man, uh, I would wager me and uh, the money, uh, a little bit of money that's in me and my wife's checking account, on this is going to fail actually. Oh, and so,
0: I, I, I am very surprised. Now you're said shocked. That. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not shocked that you said that, but that's very pragmatic of you yeah. because I thought you would have been more like, Oh, I, this is something I'm working on. So therefore this is what no. I believe is going to happen.
1: I, I would have bet that I was going to lose when I ran for mayor. Right. I, I, and I don't, that doesn't mean you don't go all out. Right. right? That doesn't mean you don't go all out. So what are you, what
0: are you guessing here?
1: I'm going to guess 48, 48,
0: no, yes, oh, 48,
1: Fifty-two, yes. no. And I hope I'm wrong. No. And I hope I'm wrong. Ross. Wow. And I did get a yes on 38 Mailer. It was a really nice piece. So they definitely (laughs) did raise some money, and they've spent it accordingly because I saw other people putting theirs on Twitter and stuff like that. People were really happy to get it. Um, I thought it was a really, really nice mailer. So, yes, on 38, man, they did a great, like, we just kind of criticized the marijuana campaign a little bit. Yes, on 38's done a pretty good job out of nowhere, you know, really out of of nowhere. And so, uh, I was proud to help them get the signatures. Again, my wife's pregnant. We're doing under a month, so I can't, I told them I can't, you know, knock doors for you. Um, I am writing a, I'm going to write an op-ed for the Cleveland scene, I think, Um, but uh, I hope it passes. I would bet that it won't. All
0: right, so I'm actually going to go. Thirty-eight uh, percent is going to say yes, and sixty-two is going to say
1: no. Oh, so you think it's going to get demolished?
0: I think it's going to get demolished. I think it's absolutely going to get demolished. Um, and the reason, it, the reasoning is that I think that. I think that the opposition did a uh, did a really good job of just breaking the, the, the legislation apart. The idea apart i think they just did an excellent job and then now that you have cleveland.com the plane dealer um and other news people actually just following basically um uh, chris marsh's talking points uh In harsh chris, yeah. chris harsh sorry yeah chris harsh um his talking points um and and i, I think it's just it, the, the case is just too good against it to be honest with you
1: Well, I disagree, but I can see the arguments.
0: (laughs) I can see the arguments. Of course you disagree, Ross. Of course you could disagree. Yeah,
1: I've heard the talking points ad nauseum, as they say. So...
0: Yes. Um, so that, that's interesting. All right. I think it's going to get demolished. I can't believe.
1: Wow. So we're pretty different on all three. 58, 54 on the we, we one. Have, have, we have a
0: proper a proper wager going on here. Yeah, we, yeah, a, we definitely do. Yeah, we have a proper wager going on. Okay, let's move on to some other things. Yeah. Um, what do you want to
1: do? You want to do 25 bucks per bet and who's closer to the final win? Um, so that if you, if, if one of the three of us gets wiped out. No, we can't, I don't want
0: to, I don't want to bet on, I don't want to bet on, you know, political races. Right? Oh, okay. love, right? <laughs> this is, this is friendly bets,
1: friendly bets, friendly bets. If, if we find ourselves at a restaurant or, or a bar, we'll, we will, we will, yeah, maybe I'll buy you a beer or, or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right.
0: Exactly. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> McCarthy was also the speaker. Um, we have uh, Jim Jordan, basically the, the only one left right now with any potential. What do you think about this whole situation?
1: Oh man, I mean, we so we this is the week we missed when all this went down last well.
0: Week. I mean, it's been still but going on, it's still on. ongoing. Yeah. And, and now Jimmy Jordan's had still come in, up. he's already dropped out. We had yeah. all, we have McCarthy back in. Um, um
1: I the, the the part of it all that interested me the most was that none of the Dems just helped McCarthy get it and. Then it kind of came out after the fact. It's a he said, he said, so I don't know the facts. I don't know the truth. Again, part of this podcast is continuing education and spitting out uh, potential ideas. But it, then it came that McCarthy thought that he had a deal with Pelosi long time ago. They will keep him in the speakership. And then well we saw what happened. Eight Republicans was enough. Might not even needed to be eight, might even be seven or six. Depends on who's there, because you cannot the few people are not there.
0: I think it's actually five. Five the five, yeah. five sided with the, with the Dems yeah. to, to upset and, them.
1: and so um, they they did what they said they were gonna do eight months ago. If you um, keep funding Ukraine at this level, if you don't give us I know one of Matt Gates's big things is no more omnibus bills. Um, we want a vote on term limits. He basically stuck to his guns. He said, "Well, we made it so that we could vote to remove any single member could vote to remove." You promised us these things. Here you are uh, looking to fund Ukraine at the same levels and ba da ba ba. So you know the media paints us all as some far right um, type of movement or whatever, but but. This stuff was out there in the public eight or nine months ago when he needed 15 votes to pass. He finally got the votes, and, but they want—they don't want this Ukraine level of funding. And there's also a report, again, I'm not saying it's true, that he had a deal with Biden for some certain level of Ukraine funding. And these eight Republicans said, okay, you're done. You're done. Go get your Democratic votes. And if not, you're out. And, and the country's no better, whether it's Jim Jordan or Steve Scalise or, or Kevin McCarthy. But I, for one, um, will never defend Kevin McCarthy. He's been given power. He, he, had, he has had great power. More than 99.9% of the country will ever have. Washington doesn't work for people. We know that much. Uh, we know people are fed up with the swamp. So he needs some accountability, and whether his, the voters in his district can't give it to him, but these five, five to eight Republicans can render, render him accountable for the failings of Washington, uh, I love it. I love it. We need to transition power. We need to uh, you know, uh, not be so swampy. And so I, I don't think the country's any better with Jim Jordan, but there needs to be precedent set when you don't help working people and when you pervert working people's tax dollars, you're gone, you're out, you're bad, punished, <laughs> you know? And so that's what I'm happy about in the situation.
0: Um, this is just an interesting situation. When it hasn't happened, uh, I think, ever, that, let speak with out, or it was like hundred years? Over hundred years. Over a hundred years. So this is very, very interesting. Um, I, I, one of the eight people did a sit-down interview, and I was looking for the podcast while you were talking. I can't remember what show it was oh, on. Oh, I'd love to hear it. It was, um, it was either like uh, the New York Times, like the Daily, or, or something like that, I can't remember what it was, and I can't remember his name. And honestly, I can't even remember where he was from, to be perfectly honest mm-hmm, with you. Like, mm-hmm. literally nothing about yeah, the guy. Yeah, how do we know
1: about these representatives? He, he, was, about
0: he, but he, 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 he described himself as the, the 435th most powerful person in, in the house. Which means he's the last. Huh. So he's like, he's like, I have no power. But he's like, he was explaining the day to day of getting bills passed and, the, and doing budgets. And he's like, I would go to like the, the budget office. I would go to the the ethics, you know, and, and say, how much does these things cost? How much does this cost? How much does this? bet? And, and one of his biggest gripes about this, he's like, nobody could ever give me an answer, or maybe just somebody like, just just shut up. It's not your business, sort of thing. And he's like, you know what? I just want more transparency for my, I, it's, I, in good faith, I cannot vote on spending bills if I actually don't know how much they really cost. And I thought that was an interesting an interesting perspective. Um, and he also didn't like the way that um, different, that the conversations had in, in Congress. Uh, he's like, you know, when McCarthy, McCarthy was there, basically what he would do is he would negotiate these bills with like say Jeffries or other, powerful or high up, um, you know, committees or whatever, and then basically come to his his people and just say, hey, pass this. There was no conversation, there was no whatever. And, and then if they they then if they didn't, you didn't pass it, they would basically strong arm you. Peer pressure comes and, in. And, and peer pressure comes in and so on and so forth. And he's just like, that's not how this is supposed to work. I'm just not sitting here to be a rubber stamp. I, I want to be part of this process. I want to make sure that we are moving the country forward in a way that is more transparent. And McCarthy, we were not acting transparently. And, you know, to be honest with you, a lot of the things that he said was just uh, simple operations of if I was in Congress, how I would want to be treated and the information I would want to have to get my vote on a certain bill or a budget or so on and so forth. It seemed legitimate. It seemed reasonable. <clears throat> now, with that said, um, was is this going to be the best solution for the country moving forward now that we have no speaker in times that we probably should have a speaker? Oh, absolutely. um, And uh, also, we don't have. um, Also, Jim Jordan is the the number one person on on the, and Trump is supporting him. And I don't know if that's a good idea either. Uh, Is Jim Jordan being a? Actually, no, it's a bad idea. Fucking, it's a bad idea. (laughs) It's it's an absolute bad idea. So, um, and we have a lot of. uh, I think almost every Republican in Ohio is supporting Jordan as well. I don't think I, I don't think there's one person that is not supporting Jordan. Um, but one thing I did find that came out of this that I thought was very interesting um, is the is the Matt Gates said he would change the motion to vacate if Congress enacts Roe Connors reform plan. And you know what I found and I think is a very interesting uh, if I had a ven diagram of the, the 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 far right and then the progressive left. And you have this Venn diagram where the middle almost meets in the same things that we they both want. Congress ban the stock trading. That's almost like a fringe idea. That's not the middle. Or uh, ban Congress from lobbying. Twelve year term limits. Um, ban ban co- Congress from going to uh, being lobbyists or and getting lobbyists and donations to their campaigns. This is the things that Matt Gaetz said he would help that he would, he, he Read would support. Him again.
1: Read them again, bro. This is, I, when you sent me this, it, it, it brought a smile to my face. Uh, you know, it, it, this is so reasonable. Re, uh, the things again. Yeah.
0: So Ro Khanna is a progressive Democrat from California, from Silicon Valley, and he is proposing that Congress ban stock trading, bans Congress people from lobbying, going to lobbying jobs after, you know, getting out of Congress. Uh, he wants term limits uh, for Congress, 12 years, which is going to be six terms, and he wants ban- to ban lobbyists and donations to political campaigns. Matt Gates says uh, Matt Gates, obviously being Matt Gates, he's definitely not a, a progressive. He's definitely not a, a lefty. He is a conservative Republican. He says I will support that if Congress can get this done and we pass this, I will say no more to the mo- motion to vacate the motion to vacate. in Congress basically is one person saying that they could challenge uh, challenge the speakership. He said, you know what? I'll let that go. Let's 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 get shit done and. And this was the unforeseen partnership that nobody saw coming. Is this going to pass? Absolutely not.
1: No, it won't. Yeah, exactly. It but
0: is. this is unforeseen. And to see that there is, if I, again, if you had the Venn diagram of these views, this, this ends up in the middle of that Venn diagram. And I just, I just find it so interesting. Now, what I'm asking, I think the, we, what we can see is that that Venn diagram is the american people and the american people in mass want this to happen and congress is not working on what the american people want
1: exactly unrepresentative government and so um and and that was kind of part of my campaign for mayor is um, changing the system, right? Systemic. And you talk about this a lot of t- times, student debt, uh, our insurance healthcare system. It's like, well, you, you kind of have to change the system. You can't do one thing and think that's going to solve the problem, you know? And so a lot of these Republicans and, and Democrats, they get mad that they're fighting for some procedural changes, but procedural changes change the system, which then allow us to change individual policies. And so um you know you want a you want your neighbor if your neighbor's going to run for and win congress to not have to worry about taking lockheed's money pharma's money wall street's money um that you don't want them to depend on them you want them to depend on you and your vote and you don't want them to have to worry about re-election after re-election after re-election after re-election where they have to cater to pharma and Wall Street and the military industrial complex or else you won't get any change you'll just get a puppet you know you'll get a puppet somebody that's there because of pharma instead of you voting for them because pharma is gonna you know buy up all the news and the ads and blah 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 and so this is very reasonable these are very reasonable requests and if you polled Americans both Republican and Democrat they would probably over fifty percent overwhelmingly over say I'm for that. I'm for that. I'm for that, and I'm for that. I'm for the, for those four things. And so, I, I really want to get out of defining. Ro Khanna as a progressive and Matt Gates as a far right Republican, you know, uh, even me right when I said when I said I'm run I'm going to run for mayor. Well, let's not call it the mayor. Let's call it the lead policymaker or the lead policy influencer, and. These folks, I don't want to be known as a Democrat. I want to be known as somebody that's fighting for term limits and, and non-regressive financial uh, financial policies like stadium spending, um, uh, tax abatements, you know, things like this. Uh, can we get back to policies that um, are, are what affect our day-to-day lives? Can we get back to that? And so Gates and Kana. Um, and anybody else that's with them, I'm sure we're leaving some people out, but not many. <laughs> um,
0: you know, they're saying,
1: my constituents are for this. I, I represent both Republicans and Democrats. I'm Ro Khanna. I re- represent maybe 75% Democrats, 25% Republicans, maybe a bunch of independents, maybe a bunch of non-voters. They all want these things. They all want these things. Who doesn't want these things? Pelosi. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, McCarthy, <laughs> the people who've had all the power. <laughs> you know, if they if they want to do these things, right. they would have done them.
0: No, you know? I mean, I think that was again. I I was flabbergasted and, and amazed that these two were trying to work together, and I was like, wait, wait, wait. That doesn't seem like the Burton Ernie that I, I thought was going to happen. But <laughs> um, but and then again, they're all reasonable. All of them were reasonable, and I think that they. I, I hope. I hope they actually put it to a vote. And you know what, <clears throat> here's what I want the speak, the next speaker to do, and I, this is the transparency for the American people I think we need to have, is we need to have a speaker that is willing to put things to, votes on the floor that are going to fail, so we can see how people vote more often. Like, hey. Oh,
1: well said. You know
0: what I'm saying? Like The
1: transparency of it. Ex-
0: exactly. And then somebody who's just actually, you know, who says, hey, we know this is going to fail, but we put it out there, just get you guys, everybody on record. We'll get you on record, you know, and there's not enough of that. Get you on record to say, how do you, how do you really feel?
1: Well, that's why people needed to see Manchin and Cinema vote no on abortion after Roe got overturned, right? Like, wait a minute, I'm, uh," you've got some of these um, leftist anti-war people now um, kind of uh, boycott, or uh, doing, what would you call, protesting in Bernie Sanders' office, and like, we we wanted to see Manchin and Cinema. We campaigned like you were a Democrat. We campaign like you're pro-choice. And it's like, okay, I saw you take this vote and you say this the same cookie-cutter line, well, I'm for, I'm for pro-choice, but not this, not this legislation. I can tear the legislation apart. I can tear the legislation apart. Okay, Manchin Cinema, you're actually not Democrats. I would argue a lot more of them aren't Democrats. But, but those are the two that held out their votes after Roe Ro versus Wade got overturned. And so you're exactly right. We need to see which ones of y'all are voting to not ban stock trading so that we can vote you out regardless of Democrat, Republican. You know, it's not, it's not Democrat, Republican. It's corruption. You're pro-corruption, you right. pro-corruption. Okay, mm-hmm. I can vote you out.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, anyway, super interesting. Um, we don't have much on the agenda after this. I think we're pretty much done. Um, yeah, I, that's it. Well, J- Ross, it was a good, good week. And I'll g- see g- you next hang- week. G- hanging out, man.
1: Yeah.